I'm using a different mic stand today, uh, because I'm trying a different little recording setup. See if this one, my closet, is gonna be any better quality. So, um, you are currently sitting on a stack of VHS tapes. Let's see what we got here. We have Rugrats, Doug's first movie, Aladdin, Bambi, The Lion King, Fantasia, 101 Dalmatians, Oliver and Company, Miracle on 34th Street, Balto, fuck yeah, Balto, <laughs> Tarzan, Our Lips Are Sealed, Mary Kate Ashley movie, Arthur's Perfect Christmas, and The Grinch. So, you're in good company. If you're wondering whose sultry voice is telling you these incredibly professional secrets, I am Gemma, and you are listening to A Smattering of Heresy. Mm. So, in a video I watched recently, Amelia Fart said, I love fall. I enjoy a leaf. I enjoy a crunch. I enjoy death and decay surrounding me, reminding me of my own mortality. Me too, bitch. So today, we're going to talk about Hierophants and their corresponding gourd and or fall food. Obviously, corresponding in the least um, significant way. Like, I don't mean... Don't, like, don't take notes is what I'm saying. Like, it's just me being a goose. And then we're also going to talk about some secrets. So, yes. Back in the day, fall was my favorite season, and Halloween was my favorite holiday. And then I, um, <laughs> well, I had an experience that really took, like, um, all sense of joy out of life for a while. <laughs> um, and, um, anyway, and then now I, yeah, I'm doing better, and also I've changed a lot, so I no longer really go out for fall, which is just as good, because in the time, like, in that duration, everybody started shitting on fall really hard, and all the poor girls that enjoy it, it's like, damn, they just, they just, like, fall, man. Why are you going for them like that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, I um, really love spring these days. That's my favorite season. I think it's just because of gardening. There's a lot to look forward to about spring, and it's a really exciting time to be gardening. The whole world is waking up, and it's just really lovely. Um, but fall's still cool. You know, hey, it's a good time. You get to wear cuddlier clothes, and um, that's fun, too. And, you know, there's who, who doesn't love a good spooky season, right? So, listen, if you know a fall beach, just, like, give her some space, because, my God, y'all really be coming for them. <laughs> so today, I, don't, I think I already said this, whatever. Today, we're going to talk about gourds, squash, folly foods, hierophants, and some motherfucking secrets beach. So, okay. Hierophants, in, in case you haven't heard that word before, is one of the cards in the Major Arcana. I'm not really qualified or knowledgeable enough to give you like a, a deep dive on what that means, but to me, basically, it represents the entities that shape us. So experiences can shape us, stuff like that, but that wouldn't fall into a Hierophant. A Hierophant is a person, so maybe a mentor or... 
a doctor or um, things like that. But also, I think entity is a better word because it can be more of a large-scale force that has a sense of personhood to it. Mm. Trying to think of a more, like, a simpler way to put that. Hmm. You know how in The Lion King, Mufasa is a person, but he's also a lot more than a person? Um, especially when his spirit comes back from the dead. It's much more of a motif of the sort of greater, more ephemeral concept of life and um, ancestry and meaning and just like all of these things we we don't have much of a grasp on. And Mufasa is kind of embodying them as a spirit, almost like spirit of Africa. Um, there's a lot of majesty and connection and deepness there, but it's also still a person. That's kind of what I mean by like entity. So it can be literally your sister, or it could be sisterhood. Uh, does, that, does that make any sense to anybody else? Hopefully, yeah. Why not? Sure. I'm sure you. I'm sure you followed. It was. It was really. Yeah. We're good. We're on the same page. <laughs> so, Hierophant is one of my favorite cards. Actually, I never saw him as a dude. Um, I know he's got all this really papal sort of outfit happening. Actually, I mean, I don't know if it's papal, bro. I'm not, you know, involved. But it's like he's got a fancy hat and like robes and um, it seems to be very churchy. And um, and then he's got two like friar tucks looking at him. And, but it didn't seem that way to me. I saw it as a woman and... I didn't see them so much as monks or bishops or whatever. I saw them more as, like, followers. And so it was, um, the costumes was more of a, um, a convenient iconography. So, at times, I've been kind of surprised by people's interpretations of the Hierophant, that it's a card that's really hard to connect to, or that it's very churchy, or things like that, but that just wasn't my initial relationship to it. The word Hierophant just means keeper of the sacred, and um, that's how I see it. I just see it as the representation of the keeper of the sacred, and so that could be a lot of different things that's shaping your life. Not so much an experience because it's a keeper of the sacred, you know? So it's like, it's a person. It can also extend to things we connect to or resonate with or communities that we're a part of on a much larger scale. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I guess our first one here is a good example of that. So the first tiger font I have is sisterhood. The corresponding uh, food is butternut squash. It's wholesome, it's nutrient-dense, it's comforting and filling. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, it's easy to prepare and is very luxurious. So, you know, I think sisterhood has all of those qualities, too. Easy to prepare. But, you know, that vibe of, like, it just exists already. It's not something that you have to meticulously create. You already are sisters. 
and it is like a very luxurious, fruitful connection. Butternut squash are grown on a vine, connection, inheritance, and as a plant, it's very eager to climb. They can get up to around 10 feet, so that shows a lot of ambition and strength, which I also think Sisterhood does. So, okay, so our second hierophant. Sorry, questions? Questions class? <laughs> so awkward doing this by myself, guys, truly. I really wish I had a little bud bud to uh, banter with. But if I had a little bud bud, there would be no podcast, right? Because that's the whole vibe here among my goblins is like, you know, solitude, babes. So, okay, the next hierophant is um, doctors. And their corresponding food is acorn squash. And the reason I picked that is because I want to like it, but it's not good. (laughs) And most of my experiences with it have been disappointing. Moving right along. The third hierophant that I have here is... um, duality and binary and uh, for that one I picked the confusing squash when you don't know if it's edible or decorative because sometimes at the grocery store there's like a bin of squashes and some of them are very unfamiliar and sometimes the stuff at the grocery store is like decorative food and so you don't always know. And then I just end up picking a squash I recognize because I'm not trying to take a squash home and then cook it and be like, cool, I spent $5 on this absolute garbage. So um, confusing squash is duality and binary. So Gemma, why on earth would you open that can of worms? Let me tell you. So for binary, I'm not just referring to the gender binary. There's so many different binaries that limit us. It's complicated because they both limit us and at points they served us by simplifying complex issues into something easily understood in a really useful way. So it gets really messy. So for example, when you're watching a movie with a kid and they're like, is that the good guy or the bad guy? Right? That's a binary and it's very much an oversimplification but it can be very useful. You don't have to be like, well, Timmy, human beings are not good or bad. We're all a mixture of, which is much more accurate and is a much more helpful and useful way of examining human nature. But in the moment, the binary was useful. (laughs) So at times, this usefulness comes at the cost of erasing everyone who does not fit into the binary, which is an unacceptable cost. Um, But that just leaves me with the question of, is there ever a place for binary? It's never technically true, but it's needlessly complicated to say, you know, for the ease of language and communication, binaries can, at times, be useful. I'm not saying, guys, listen, this is a sticky topic. I'm doing my best. So I chose to include it as a hierophant because I do think there's a sense of personhood to it, especially the role gender norms and just the gender binary plays in our lives. I certainly fully agree about the gender binary being obsolete. 
the more I had the binary on my mind, the more I was noticing more and more binaries and was seeing kind of pros and cons. Like, long term, that discussion about good people and bad people in such a simplistic way is really unhelpful. And it begins to create a perception of human nature in Will Timmy's mind that is extremely limiting of his own experiences and the way he interprets the experiences and behaviors of other people around him. So a more fleshed out concept of morality is a much healthier, more beneficial way of examining it. But in the moment, like, your man's just watching the movie and he is just trying to keep up because he's still getting the hang of movie plots. And so in that passing moment, binary felt much more useful than like pushing pause and discussing human nature because like that's not he just he's just trying to keep up he just wanted to know you know what what's happening so yeah I don't know I do think it's really complicated and sometimes you don't know at least I don't know if this is something that is going to be nourishing or if this is something that's going to give me a stomach ache to bring it back to our squash the next higher font I have going on here is cultural mores and compulsive heterosexuality. And the gourd for this one is going to be a pumpkin. So, what's that got to do with a pumpkin? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think a pumpkin is just such a automatic food, fall, go, pumpkin! You know, it's like a family feud answer. The tight binding of the pumpkin to the season, this inseparable sort of way that one could almost say is compulsory, is kind of what led me to think that. I was watching Fiddler on the Roof recently and just seeing how structured and peaceful their lives were and how much certainty all these characters had. There was just like such a clear path for everyone and they all seemed to take a lot of comfort from that. And that's cool and everything. But it's also extremely limiting and comes at like a huge cost. Any couple that is not heterosexual or single or a gender outside of the son and the daughter. And the power dynamic is entirely given to the papa. And I guess I was just wondering with the pumpkinness of it all. Uh, let's just, I'm going to stop talking about pumpkin immediately because I think I'm going to get into trouble. Um, but. Compulsive heterosexuality is really harmful for sure, but I guess I was just trying to pause my emotions and experience and stuff for a minute and think about it conceptually and try and weigh the pros and cons within a society, especially in terms of like evolution and the things that a society needs in order to sustain itself. And as a species, we need to sustain ourselves in terms of um, social contracts and peace within the species, not, like, reproduction and stuff. Like, I'm not going there, guys. But, like, you know, humans evolved to the level that they are at through social contracts and developing narratives and all these, all these things. Wow. I tell you what, I'm really just stumbling down this staircase and getting increasingly nervous. I hope that you kind of understand what I mean um, but hey, maybe not, and I sound like an asshat, and everybody's gonna yell at me, and that'll be super fucking cool, but on the bright side, there's only, like, very few people listening, so there won't be a lot of yelling, (laughs) um, so 
moving on, I guess I just wanted to think about if for certain people it wouldn't necessarily be harmful, but would still need to be disentangled from their identity. I don't know. I was just kind of thinking through that. Um, but yeah, I definitely think cultural norms, obviously, and compulsory heterosexuality would both be hierophants in our lives that are shaping us in a specific type of way. Um, okay, so the next one is squash blossoms, and the hierophant for that is local and regional culture. Local and regional culture in a more fun and spirited way. You know, the colors, the music, the dancing, everything like that. And I think it's perfect for squash blossoms because perhaps a lot of these cultural elements were born from necessity at the time, but now they're appreciated in their own right. And they do give a lot of depth and color to our lives and our worldview. The next one is carrots and parsnips. And the higher font for that is ancestors. So this is a Irish dish. You mash carrots and parsnips, and it's really good. It's got the buttery goodness of mashed potatoes, but it's a little bit unexpected because of the parsnips. Carrots are a little sweeter than mashed potatoes, and then parsnips are kind of, like, tangy. It's really, really good. In addition to me being Irish, so ancestors just feeling like the natural hierophant. I think the way that that dish tastes is kind of fitting because... Parsnips do give it that tanginess that I mentioned. It's a strong indicator of their presence, that this is not mashed potatoes, that you are eating something else, and they identify a specific region. And so all of those elements, I think, are exactly for our ancestors, too, you know? Yeah. I tell you what, I'm feeling a little, like, um, whoo, the gender binary and then cultural mores, it's a lot to talk about, and uh, especially if uh, you're not sure at all that you did a good job. <laughs> so really just feel like a little bit like, whew, at the moment. But um, I'm going to let it go. Oh, well. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. And there we are. So the, the ancestors, um, yeah. Inheritance. You know, inheriting a language, inheriting um, your family's story and experiences, inheriting your family's trauma and way of handling situations and the way that they teach emotional intelligence, actual inherited trauma in a more, well, proven is a strong word, but there are some significant studies that are indicating like literally biologically inheriting trauma. Um, which is really bananas. So there's also that aspect to it too. And also for people who believe in spirits or ghosts or things, there's that aspect too. But um, I'm thinking of it as like, yeah, the things that we pass on to the next generation more than objects, just that the way of treating each other, seeing the world, uh, the, the, the stories that we pass on around experiences as well as actual stories are very indicative of a family or of a region. You can feel that presence within you throughout your entire life, and sometimes it takes quite a lot of detangling to separate your own thoughts from the inherited lore, for lack of a better word. Actually, lore is the perfect word. Um, yeah. So, okay, the next one is teachers. The food for that is potatoes. Potatoes. 
Potatoes are an incredibly flexible food, shows up across the globe in a lot of different ways that are regional staples. And there's also a lot of different kinds of teacher and educational formats and approaches. Different things work for different people. And also sometimes someone is a teacher in a different way, like maybe an apprenticeship or something less formal, like maybe someone just coming over to your house and you guys are like learning French together or like whatever. Some teachers do such a good job at connecting with their students through presenting the information in a variety of ways so that kids who learn different ways are at different times throughout feeling like, oh my god, that really clicks, I'm getting it now. Or maybe some teachers are just really good at noticing how this kid is doing emotionally or in terms of physical needs or helping a student understand they're seen, appreciated, or loved even, especially on a kid who doesn't have a very good home life. There's just so much flexibility and variety within the word teacher that Potato felt really perfect. Teachers are a really significant hierophant in our lives on a lot of different levels. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's all I had to say about it, really. So, vegetable soup. And for that, I have therapists. Um, they're good for you. They're warm. They help you when you're sick. If you're clever, <laughs> you can puree it. And thusly, sneaking in vegetables you don't like. So, sometimes working on what we're comfortable with in therapy can begin to positively affect things that we're not open to working on. But it's, it's like soup, you know? So, um, yes. The next one is tomato soup with grilled cheese. And for me, the hierophant there is going to be the religion I was born into. <laughs> um, I really wanted to like it. So much so that I tried repeatedly, but it always gave me a stomach ache. And as a grown-up, I'm vegan, so it's not even a part of my life anymore. Which is extremely true of both of those things. Um, so, and also, it seems cozy, but it's bad for you. So, yeah, I'm sorry. It's a little shady in here. I apologize. Okay, so the next one is going to be cinnamon rolls. And for that, I am actually going to include the internet as a higher font, but I don't mean the internet as like a as the World Wide Web, I'm thinking of content creators, so specific YouTubers or whatever it is that, like, you invest a lot of time in, because specific people and the specific content they create can really enrich our lives and become a source of great pleasure, but it is best in small doses, which is why I think cinnamon rolls fits really well. If you ate cinnamon rolls for breakfast every single day, that would not be great. But yeah, it's a great memories, a great taste, a lot of pleasure, and I think that's certainly true of um, YouTube and, and different things like that. I myself have certainly lost balance on that in times throughout my adult life when I was really, really lonely, and spending a lot of time on YouTube and stuff, it gave me a sense of having people in my life or company. Um, it gave me like conversations and things I was learning and like laughter but it also did create a habit of not connecting with actual human beings around me and just having like a really rich inner life. More recently I've been trying to 
find a better balance. And, um, yeah, it's hard. But, um, but yeah, we can't have cinnamon rolls every single day. And it's important to have connections with actual human beings in our actual lives. So, yeah, something I'm working on. Okay, and then my last hierophant here, I have cider. And for that, family. You may already know this. Apples that we buy in the grocery store are not grown from seeds. <laughs> from seeds, they're cloned, basically. So the way apples work is very like family in the sense that the seeds from an apple um, may... Like, you're coming from the same tree, but you are not going to have much in common with each other necessarily. So, like, you could take an apple, this is such a great apple, love it so much, plant the seeds, and the tree that grows and the apples that will be produced are going to have shit all to do with your original apple. Like, not similar in the least. So, how apples are grown in a commercial sense is that branches and whatever are severed off from the tree and then like grafted and whatever and so they're basically cloning this original tree over and over and over and over and over and over again in order to create the same apples so that they have a consistent project product because there's no other way to get consistency in your apples apples just have a lot of spirit to them <laughs> you know and they really just do their own fucking thing and i think that's very much the sense of family genealogically connected but sometimes it feels like you know you got you don't have anything in common with each other which can be tension but i think it's also really really terrific that we all grow in our own way in a less serious way non-alcoholic cider can be really sweet and warm and for some people has really nice seasonal memories associated with it and if your family isn't so cozy, alcoholic cider can be very helpful. <laughs> Different seasons of family gatherings and stuff. So anyway, okay, guys, that's um what I have for hierophants and gourds and whatnot. So there'll be a quiz next week and I'd really like you to review your notes. It was very serious information and I hope you took it that way. So for this next bit, I'm going to have uh, we're going to have some secret time, babes. Okay, secrets. <laughs> okay listen uh, this is just inspired from watching a lot of amelia fart videos lately um and here we go listen the vulnerability i am in my closet and i am just absolutely fucking sweating okay firstly i am awful about picking my nose especially when i drive I'm one of those people, man, and I'm so fucking sorry about it. <clears throat> Second, I really like those cyst videos, and especially infected cysts and stuff. Listen, it's very soothing. And there's also this account called The Hoof GP. He's a vet specifically about cow hooves. He's just a lovely little Scottish guy taking care of these cows, and it's, like, really gross and really satisfying. But also, secret number three, sometimes those the cyst videos and stuff are really upsetting because they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they don't do a good job. They obviously don't understand what makes these videos good. Listen, I'm already, I'm upset about it. <laughs> because, okay, so they just start irritating the skin too quickly, and so then they don't even get to the main issues involved because the skin is getting really swollen, and the pores 
like they're too swollen now and it won't work and they're just like fucking it up and it's really not satisfying because they're just making everything worse and um anyway i feel very stressed out and betrayed some of us have disproportionately strong feelings about such things and um yes there you go my fourth secret is um on this hiking trip in high school everyone made fun of this dude for bringing toilet paper but it was really my toilet paper and I didn't say so. And I still know him and we're friends and I've apologized many times. And he's always like, Gemma, it's fine. And it was also 10 years ago. There is no statute of limitations on my shame. So I'm very sorry, Spencer. I should have spoken up and said it was my toilet paper. Right. So until I was writing notes for this podcast, I'm trying to write out my notes a little bit more, like more thoroughly and, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to do this, guys. Just leave me alone. But the point is that as I was writing my notes, I looked up the phrase statute of limitations. And until that fucking moment, I thought it was statue of limitations. And it is not. And that is humbling. Number six, I like lavender when it's pure, but lavender air fresheners really gross me out because my mom always bought lavender air freshener growing up for the bathroom. So my brain has pavloved that smell with bathrooms. And so when I smell lavender air freshener, it smells really gross to me because I feel like someone just pooped. Number seven, I do not understand how the wind works. <laughs> Sorry, I said that really fast. I do not understand how the wind works. Okay, number eight. This past week, I stabbed myself in the leg by accident. Uh, <laughs> I was cleaning my apartment like a good little sausage. I was like squatting um, and I stood up and my arm swung down as it does. And I managed to forget I was holding an X-Acto knife. And there you go. Yeah, it was actually, it was pretty bad. But it's fine. It's fine now. Number nine. Earlier today, my parents' friend came to the door, and I saw her through the window, and I slid from the desk out the side door and hid in the kitchen till she was gone. Because I just didn't want to have a prolonged, uncomfortable conversation with a woman who went to my old church, you know? So, hello, my name is Gemma, I'm 29, and I'm also 12. Uh, number 10. The first time I slept in the same room as my niece, I was so stressed out that I couldn't sleep. Her little tiny lungs made these little tiny breaths, and I was so anxious that she would stop breathing and we would all be asleep, and so no one would act in time. So I ended up staying awake all night, and every time there was a long pause between her breaths, my heart threw up. So yeah, there you go, guys. Those are my secrets. This was fun. I had a good time with you today. Thank you for your patience, guys, as I've been figuring out how podcasting works. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are humbling, I guess, including finding out that it's not statue of limitations and feeling like a fucking asshat. So yeah, okay, well, thanks for hanging out. I hope you are enjoying your fall. It's almost the solstice. In a few weeks, it'll be the solstice. So winter is com Oh my god, no, I'm not gonna say that. Listen, it's almost winter. And um, yes, so my name is Gemma Gumar, 
and um, this is my very mediocre podcast, and if you listen to the end, I really fucking appreciate you. You're a cool kid. If you're interested, my art Instagram is guimar.art, G-U-I-O-M-A-R-D dot art, and um, A Smattering of Heresy has its own Instagram too, Smattering of Heresy, all one word. And then I'm also on Patreon, um, which why you would want to financially support this podcast is absolutely beyond me. I'm very much a little little baby deer figuring it out. But I do also have like a book that I'm working on and art stuff and things like that. So if you are interested, it's $3 a month. And um, yeah, that'd be really fucking cool. So thanks for hanging out and listening. And um, I made a decision a while ago that I'm not going to put out podcasts every week because I'm just not good enough at it. Not in a mean way, but putting out a podcast every week, I was spending like two or three days editing and it was like uh, really unbalanced in my life. So just for the sake of balance in my responsibilities, I'm going to put out a podcast a couple times a month instead. And then as I get better at it and faster at it, I'll increase to like you know, ideally I'll increase to doing it every week. But for the moment, that's my plan. So I appreciate you. I'm going to go take the dogs on a walk. So have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.